I thought we were done with our Star Wars review episode, but then they then they hit us with this solo trailer, and I can tell Mots is a little little more than a little excited. So they they I would say not only did they just hit us, they slapped us over the face and beat us mercifully with a trailer. Right. Um, well, my my yeah. favorite is when you go to IMDb right now and you go mm-hmm. to the solo page that I just linked you to. It's like highly customized themed all the 100% towards Star Wars and Solo. It's a little bit much. <laughs> yeah, no, people are a little excited about this. And one thing that is always, I don't know why, this may be because I'm OCD or just a crazy person. Anytime a new actor replaces a character that I'm used to another actor playing it, it's always rough for me. Even if this is obviously a much younger Han Solo and a different time period, and I understand that you can you can sort of swallow that his voice will sound different, all this stuff. But to me, like, I just think of a young Harrison Ford when I think of Han Solo. So this, it just always rubs me slightly the wrong way. I, so we didn't watch the sports ball live, sports ball bowl. Okay. Um, the sports we did. ball bowl, oh my gosh, that <laughs> Sport- is LOLable. That's almost up there with Carl Magnuson. You're doing great. Keep going. The sports ball bowl. And, um, we decided to watch the Puppy Bowl, obviously. And uh, well, so we went on to YouTube later and we watched the Justin Timberlake halftime show and then we watched all the ads. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, solo trailer. I was like, this is what you know you were talking about. I guess I did a teaser trailer. Now this is the full trailer. And then we watched yeah. the full, full trailer because not just the ad, one minute. This is the minute 30 or whatever. Right. And Hville and I were just like, um, what happened? What, what, what yeah. happened right here? What, what's going on? Yeah, what is that? And the the amount of like interesting scenes that show bad guys, and you always associate the battle being between the light and the dark side, right? But this is obviously mm-hmm. going to be something a little different. And I'm not saying there aren't going to be some foreshadowings, you know, to what is the ultimate battle of Star Wars, you know, the the light and dark side of the Force. But this is this looks like kind of like the uh, the heist version of Star Wars, like. <laughs> Like Woody Harrelson is putting together a crew. They're gonna go rob some bleep from some from some bleeper, clearly. And Han Solo is is gonna fly the ship that gets them out of some deep bleep, right? And and that's 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 what's gonna bleep and happen. So now I do love um, me myself some some Woody Harrelson to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know this Tobias Beckett character, but I will say. Good, good, good on Donald Glover, right? Because I knew Donald uh, was going to play Lando, and now that's a character. Now, now that's a character that fits, right? That's an actor and right. character that fits. Where yep. this other guy that I've never heard of, Elden Arik, who's playing Han Solo, right? I think what irked H H Town and me was. Her first question was, "How many years before Episode Four did this happen?" Because in Episode Four. Solo is pretty young, actually. And I mean, yeah. Luke was pretty young. And I was like, is he supposed to be in his teens? This guy doesn't really look like he's in his teens. I'm right. very confused because then, you know, Lando looks really young. Uh, Chewie looks adorable, naturally. That was probably yeah. the highlight of the yeah. entire thing. So I think yeah. my problem was he doesn't look like so like like um, like Solo. He doesn't sound like Solo um at all so I, I don't know maybe i'm wrong i'm gonna go, and then i was like in summer like what i thought this was december like what what the heck you know i'm like i'm like blown away because it's coming out in like th- four months yeah 
No, it, it everything's happening so fast in our lifetime. Yeah. It just is. I, I mean. I don't get it. I, I, I really don't know what else to say about it either. I, I've had all the same questions. You're touching on my, my feelings, my OCD about this. And then, you know, then there's like this girl who knows who he is, like who he really is. Like, is this a good girl, a bad girl? I mean, I thought Han Solo's love was, you know, Princess Leia. It's yeah. like, don't, don't talk about my heartstrings here, you yeah. know? I mean, although we can imagine that Han Solo probably, you know, Got around a little bit, little player, for a while. little player. Let's just say, yeah. I mean, he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that was waiting for Princess Leia his whole life. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Star Wars Disney said that they would be releasing a Star Wars movie every year, and they are on pace to fulfill that promise. And so, um, so I guess we really shouldn't be that surprised. Does that mean honestly. that we're going to get two this year? Like, is there going to be another one in December? Are they over the December thing? Because I thought that was the thing. It was like Christmas. We're gonna go see Star Wars. Now I'm like May. I hope I'm home. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, is, what does it count as? Right. I mean, yeah. it counts as one or two movies per year. But it's basically gonna be like a movie and a half every year, right? That's yeah. probably the trajectory they're gonna be on. Because before that, we had Rogue One and and all those shenanigans. So I mean, I did well, like I did like Rogue One. I did like Rogue One. Yeah. I uh, I was told the ending of it by my kids before I saw it. So you got to see it before great. they do. I mean, come on, that's that's a rookie mistake. I, well, <laughs> they went and saw it with uh, with grandma or some friends or some some bejesus, Louises. I don't know. I mean, it was I was blindsided. I was blindsided, and uh, my eight year old revealed the ending no, without even no. trying to reveal the ending. It's not like when. When Hazel tries to talk about Moana and the words that come out of her mouth are literally, I, I'm not going to tell you what happens in this part, but what happens in this part <laughs> is that uh, this person is really Tefiti and Tefiti, whatever, whatever, just fill in the blank, yeah. right? So Hazel, but Warner Warner didn't mean to, but he did. Yeah. So, you know, it happens. It happens. Oh, my goodness. Well, did you guys do you guys do the, the sports ball ball? Do you, are you guys all about that? Did you, you know guys, what we did? Yeah. Um, we're not really all about it. I had my own little party with my kids. There were a number of parties going on in the area, but I didn't want to go to the man adult Super Bowl parties with my boys. And my boys are old enough now where they care about it and want to be a part of it. So I kind of, I sacrificed going and having guy time to actually do it with my kids. Mm. So I, I like made us some wings and some stuff and, and made, got some chips. So it was actually really funny. It was like a little mini Super Bowl party with me and Nash and Warner. And it was adorable. And that's, and that's what we did. And uh, like, I, you know, in the past years, like everybody gets together on the Super Bowl, just an excuse to like get together and grill and whatever. <laughs> and it kind of still is that. Yeah, it is. I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm just, I mean, I make fun of you for bowling the Super Party and how you refer to things, but I'm not really a big Super Bowl guy either. It was, I appreciate the greatness of the Patriots, which makes me very much in the minority of the world who pretty much all hate the Patriots. Like, I think that the Patriots um, have some hateable characters, but I also think that it's, like, simply mind-blowing how good they've been mm -hmm. in a world of inconsistency. So I didn't. I wasn't necessarily rooting against them, but I also wasn't unhappy that Philadelphia got their first Lombardi Trophy. So you know, it's all good. It's all gravy in the hood. I'm not a huge gonna sit here and stress about the bowl of supers. Yeah, know? I'm. I you know so. I essentially tuned off a lot of football because you know if my Browns aren't there, what's the point? Mm -hmm. um, so. <laughs> so you've been tuning off for how long now? <laughs> my lifetime. Um, 
since you were since born. Yeah, your lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, actually, it was funny. We we decided to go to Costco instead of watching the Super Bowl, um, because you know going to Costco is like playing in the offensive line. Um, it's like being a running right. back and. Okay. The Seattle Costco is on another level. It is the right. parking lot is like uh like is a, a, a quarter. Um, yeah, you're ducking in and out. You're trying some people you're trying to hit, other people you're not trying to hit with your exactly. vehicle. Exactly, trying to park right? that car That's, between the goalposts. I mean, you just got to get in there, and then you get in right. And uh, the crazy thing is, because you get in, and then there's just people dodging and weaving to like. It's not like they're running out of stuff, you know. You're not running. Yeah, it's not like Costco's going to suddenly have a shortage of massive boxes of toothpaste. <laughs> exactly, and people are dodging and weaving. And then it's like the third quarter to get into the checkout, right? So you're getting into the checkout. What right. line do I pick? Like, who's like who's the shortest? Who's the longest? And there's like a thousand lines. And then it's the fourth quarter, which is trying to get out. And then there's you know red flag being thrown. The, the, like, did you get your receipt? The, re- the receipt. Tra- mm-hmm. The receipt checker. Always, mm-hmm. always trying to block you. Flagging you down. Block you, uh-huh. and um, there's it's crazy. Go ahead. That's it. There, there's one type of receipt checker I was gonna say, the one that really drives you crazy. It's not even the one that necessarily takes their job too seriously and meticulously goes through it. It's the one that starts to go through your receipt and then gets distracted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like they get distracted, or like there's an employee walk by, like, oh yeah, <laughs> no, I heard that, and they're just like having a whole like as if. It's it's the I had a receipt lady at the um, at the Costco we went to in Chandler uh, AZ and it was it was one of those where she was so distracted she's not looking at anything or even doing her job and, and it took forever for her to mark us off because she wasn't pay- like that that receipt checker was the one that really it irks you know, yeah chaps chaps my yeah. upper lip if you know what you, I'm saying. you know while we're so. on the um storytelling of checking receipts i got a good one um this is, just came out of nowhere so we were we were in it's another hawaii story i crap you not here and we were in hawaii this was two years ago though uh, so it was a while back and uh heather and i were in hawaii this is our first this was we were dating for two months and I said, what better of an idea than to let's take a six-hour flight together, right? Just We had just okay. really just met right. each other. Let's just stick, each, stick, stick next to each other for six hours, and if we drive ourselves crazy. That's, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't marry anybody until you see their natural reaction to slow internet and no exactly. escape and a six-hour exactly. flight. So you're just doing Just doing my homework. homework. Right? If, if we can't make it through this, we're not making it through the next 50 years of our life. And um, so we get there and, and we were having a great time. We were driving all over the place. And then um, Heather's like, let's go snorkeling. Um, and if you know me at all, which uh, you may not because in Arizona, we never went swimming together. I am a terrible swimmer. I, I'm i not drowning, but I'm I'm. I'm worse when you put snorkels on me. It's it's one of those situations where I don't trust anything. You get the snorkel on, you're like, where's the air? Where's the waves? Can I look down? Can I look up? I I don't I don't feel I'm 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 like losing my breath. I I'm you know the whole world's concaving in on me. Now we had bought all these snorkel equipment before we left to to practice. We were practicing in the pool in Arizona, um, mm. so I could practice. This is, this is a great idea. Because that's a great way to simulate real life snorkeling. Exactly. Yeah. Seems like a seems like a real game time. 
you see what's happening here. So yep. we forget everything in Arizona. So where do we go? We go to Walmart. And because Walmart has everything. And I don't like Walmart that much. I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but each time that I've gone to Hawaii, we've gone to Walmart. It's like a tradition at this point. <laughs> and each time we've stopped in the snorkel area just to check it out. And we did get snorkels the first time. So I, I'm i a person that I hate receipts. So I get a receipt. I don't even want a receipt. When they ask me, do you want a receipt? I don't want a receipt. Don't give it to me. I'm not going to do anything with it. Heather, right. she loves receipts. She got boxes right. of receipts. She loves the receipts. Okay, I'm loving this story. Go ahead. So this Walmart, we check out. We buy two snorkels, a yellow snorkel and a blue snorkel. They're like 10 bucks each. They're like the cheapest snorkels you can possibly get. Um, And that's fine. And I ring them up and I go, right? And the lady, she hands me a receipt and I go, thank you, right? I got the snorkels and I'm walking by the restrooms. I see a garbage receptacle. I take the receipt. I crinkle it all up and plop right in the in the receptacle okay um so we head out there we're still inside the walmart so i'm heading outside the walmart and we go out the exit doors and who's there receipt checker oh okay problematic okay highly highly (laughs) highly problematic right if you had just Um, given into heather's unnecessary love of hoarding receipts you wouldn't be in this Pickle. Yes, I should have learned. Now, I did not know about Heather's. This is only two months in. I did not know about this obsession of Heather's in, until months later, years later. Um, she gets rid of them eventually, so it's actually not okay. too bad. But oh, okay, got you. Um, so I go and I walk up and she's like, can I see your receipt? I was like, I don't have it. I threw it away. Like I literally just threw it away. I didn't know you were going to be here. I don't live here. I live in the mainland. I'm a, I'm a you know. <laughs> I don't, uh, a, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about this yeah. receipt checking operation and this lady not having it. She's mm-hmm. just like not, not having, she's like, no, you got to have the receipt. I'm like, well, I can go. And she's like, you're gonna have to get out of the trash bin. And I was like, I don't even know what trash bin, like it all came as a blur. Cause it was all so natural to me. You know, when you do something, you're, it's just probably like chest for you. You're like, oh, obviously like, you know, E4 and it's going to go here. And like here it's natural. So my natural things, I don't even remember what trash can I put it in. They're all, they're all the perfect trash can for me. So I'm like, I don't, do we, do we go to guest services, this or that? And like, I walk back and forth and I'm like, I'm starting to dig through the garment. And like, I'm like, I'm like, I just wanted to try to go snorkeling. All right, that's it. Well, you should have gone back to the teller that checked you out, right, for some, you know, just like verification. Some, yeah, just some visual verification, and because then you tap into the conspiracy theory. You get there, and that person says, "I've never seen this man in my life," <laughs> and then, oh, no. then the bleep and gloves come off, and bleep gets real. I'm not sure why I'm into bleep, but I did like the one commercial on the Super Bowl, the bleep don't stink. I thought that you like that one. Funny. I thought it was it, terrible. I thought it was kind of funny. I don't know why. I thought it was kind of funny. I Only was. I, I, I went to Bleaker Report. I went to the Bleaker Report or Bleacher Report. Yeah. I don't know whatever it is, and uh, they had all their ads, and they gave that one an A plus, and I go C minus. Yeah, I don't well, know, why did there you were like some it? Other, I don't know why. I guess it was. Um, okay, my favorite commercials by far were with our boy from Stranger Things, who did all the Tide commercials. Yes. Uh, I mean, the Tide commercials were fantastic. And, of course, I love that guy. I'm now obsessed with Stranger Things, courtesy of you, Motsi. So, so don't get me wrong. Uh, Tide Tide won the day, and, and I thought he was phenomenal. Those commercials were great. But, um, you know, every, any beer commercials are just done and way overdone and stupid. 
and you know sometimes you get advertising for things that you just don't expect to be advertised in the Super Bowl and to me Febreze was one of those things and so the way they did it I thought it was kind of funny and I know it's kind of crude and it's you know mm-hmm. I guess it's potty humor for college boys I guess but I, I don't <laughs> know why I guess maybe it was the company I was keeping because Nash my 12 year old boy thought it was funny I don't know but I laughed okay <laughs> you want me to not say I laughed because that'd be lying I know don't lie I don't I don't want no lies yeah, um, I may be somebody with an immature sense of humor at times, but I'm not going to lie about it. Well, I so. respect that. I respect that. Um, now, let me say that the, this, after we, we did finagle our way, we, we bait and switched and pulled a left hook to get past this this receipt checker. And then I immediately like got out the snorkels. I got in the water, water and I was like, nope, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> and then didn't use them at all. It was perfect. That's okay, my well. snorkel story. That's my snorkel, <sighs> snorkel story. Snorkeled it up. Well, yeah. I've had I I had I've had an interesting week. One exciting development is that a local and tiny little hole in the wall coffee shop is open near where I live. Ooh, so I like that. Right. I mean, that's a massively game awesome changer. A game changer. I mean, you walk in this place and you think you've been transported to Hipsterville, USA. Oh, right. I didn't know I like this many potential hipsters lived in the area that I live. I mean, you know where I live, and it's not necessarily the area of hipsters. It's not Seattle, right? It's you don't it. And so when I walk in there and I see people that are hanging out and regulars and free Wi-Fi and it's a hole in the wall and they basically the person who greets me is like, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, whatever you need, right? The way it's whenever you deal with the, the baristas at hipster coffee shops, they talk to you like they not only love you, but they're just like so excited that you're there. And and so I'm like, I'm going to order coffee, and they're like, Yeah. Oh, no, dude, that sounds great. Yeah. Oh, dude, totally. Yeah. You know, uh, you want almond milk? Yeah, man. No, I get it. Yeah. No, totally. We got that. Of course, bro. Of course. <laughs> Right, like an unnecessary amount of casual like happiness over over my the specifics of my request. I'm into so that. So that yeah. has happened, and I now have a great place to get coffee. So I'm moving out of purgatory, uh, or wherever that is, that limbo state of coffee into what I hope is a happier place very soon uh, with this regular regular stop. I think someone on Twitter corrected us because we did say purgatory, but they're like that is not the word that you wanted to use. I forget what they corrected us as, but. Um, I forget, I forget now, but yeah, but now you're good. So now you're great. And now you can, but the question is, are you going to end up spending more money now? Like, is it actually a double edged sword because right. you get this great coffee and then now you're going to spend a bunch of well, money? Well, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to be, I, I'm going to be, uh, disciplined about it. I'm, I'm going to use it as a treat myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to keep eyes on this developing hipster community. Yes. I'm going to keep tabs on my boy at the counter who's like, yeah, man. Yeah, like, oh, dude, whatever you need. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep tabs on this sitch, and I'm going to go there and, and get, you know, maybe maybe get a good cup of coffee once a week or something and kind of but, – but it is still a cool development. So so as far as Coffee House Blunders goes, you know, I want to make sure that, that that's brought to the table. Um Otherwise, just you know, rocking the rocking the huge in my world. Today was a rough day because we had a number of, of technical issues on on the site and in the world of things that Danny's not supposed to talk about that he only talks about on this podcast. <laughs> Some sort of DDoS attack or something something happened during our major event, and mm-hmm. it happened twice. So the consistency has been really weird for us. We're investigating it, and we don't know. 
how or why. I mean, sometimes you, you dive deeply into this and you find you're doing this to yourself somehow by sending in an unnecessary amount of hits to, you know, to different types of callbacks when you, when you, when the event starts or something, but, but something's not adding up and I'm kind of keeping an eye on this Slack conversation as, as we do this podcast. So I apologize for that, but it's, uh, today was a very stressful day with our monthly title Tuesday, not going down twice. And I was chatting with Fabiano Caruana, who, I don't know if you know this, he's probably one of the favorites to win the candidates in mm -hmm. March and challenge Magnus. I mean, really big deal. Tons of guys are just online playing our tournaments and this crash, and then it crashed again. Mm. And it was like, it was like it wasn't, like something, something bad happened today. And I don't know where or why. And so I'm very, I was honestly very frustrated at the start of this call. And I'm, and I've been really, this, this call is helping me that therapize myself and kind of, take a breath and relax and remember one this part of our company is completely out of my control so mm. i can be as ang anxious <laughs> and stressed out as i want and there's literally nothing i can do besides try to like hope and pray and and make sure we have good developers that can handle this and just gotta breathe in and secondly it's over you know what out. i mean though it's so frustrating especially yeah. when you get uh, it's just like it's just so frustrating. Like I care so much about it, and then when this happens and it's all outside of my control, it just and then I got to sit here and tell Fabi on Skype, like, "Hey, man, I don't know what the problem is. Like, I we got to cancel the tournament. Like, thanks, World Number Two, for showing up to play on my site. Yeah, but um, yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, I've never actually finished these one of these tournaments. Oh, no. LOL, because 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 uh, something happens, or he was like, or other times he just hasn't played well and he withdraws." No. So he's like, so anyway, don't worry. About it. He's super cool about it and whatever. I mean, but uh, you know, these things are crazy when they happen too. In fact, like last week, so a week ago, it, it probably didn't affect this podcast too much, but some of my other podcasts, it actually it happened to our host got DDoS attacked as well. And mm -hmm. um, luckily enough, the the files and the RSS feeds are separate. But people going to our website for like eight hours couldn't go to it and. It was just something and sometimes it's like they're not even targeting your site specifically like they're targeting some node and your stuff just happens to be hosted there and boom right i mean this these things happen and it's it's frustrating because um do you remember the day that amazon went down like aws not just amazon but aws amazon web services like essentially this was what a year ago year and a half ago now there was S3. So this is going to get real technical for anyone that's yeah, noting yeah. out. No, I, I actually know where you're mm -hmm. going with this, so go ahead. It's one of the rare places I could probably stay with yes, you. Yes, because it probably impacted you, you guys Am directly. Amazon's S3 servers? Or? Amazon's S3 yeah, servers. Yeah, so... Yeah, no, this whole thing affected us directly. I remember mm -hmm. all of this, and actually, I think we were affected by the DDoS, the DDoS kind of attack a few months ago, too. If it, anyway, mm -hmm. sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so, like so this is the biggest time, and you can even Google like, the, the day the internet went down. Because Amazon, yep. you know, there's the big the big players out there like Microsoft, Amazon, um, uh, Intel, and a few other cloud providers. The thing with Amazon is Amazon um, S3 uh, is one of the largest storage providers. So it's it's simple storage essentially. And the idea is all of your images, files, they just get up there, right? And whatever happened on this day, like everything about S3 went down. It was some coding error or something like that. But it had a trickling effect. So like. 
the rollovers, like, cause the idea is that it should roll over to another bucket and then, you know, the whole thing should work, but everything cascaded and other services went down. And this was like for a good 12 hours. And essentially just the internet stopped, like no website was loading or if it did load, like half of it didn't load, no images, no videos, just everything was gone from the internet. And that one was an attack. It de- definitely felt like like was everything is everybody being attacked right now. But no, it's just like Amazon went down for like you know twelve minutes, mm-hmm. which is a little scary to think like oh so much of the internet is propped up by Amazon no, and Microsoft true, is crazy. I mean, yeah. What was the DDoS thing that went down just a few months ago? That was it affected us and a ton of other people too. It was similar. What what? Forget the. It was I want to say was it a Cisco? Oh, I. I I want to use the name Cisco. I don't know why. It could just be because I'm thinking of Cisco cream and making cookies. I don't know. I mean, but no, I feel like there was some sort of with a C, but anyway, but one of the servers went down. It was also similar. Again, it had nothing to do with us, but it was a really irritating crash. Yeah. Um, and when you have like huge servers that rely on support and you know we've got 2 million 2.5 million I mean I'll go to the homepage right now as of recording this podcast we had 2.44 so 2 million 444,411 games played just today on chess.com oh, wow. and like it's just like when this is happening it just it 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 just makes me go crazy and um so, it, one time, one time six months ago, or did I tell you, there was this time where I crashed the tournament myself because I, I discovered a bug by tweeting a link to a tournament and, and uh, on chess.com, and the tweet was picked up by, not that it was actually click-through, it wasn't because there was a massive, you know, click-through rate, but because it, it was picked up by so many of these, like, Twitter apps and everything, and the amount of, like, registering placed some sort of call to our servers on this link and it like broke the tournament oh. it didn't crash the servers but it broke the tournament i remember I mean, you hilarious. told me about that you remember you told um, me about that yeah so that that was one random now we're just telling funny train yeah. stories of when weird things like this happen remember like, that time i broke our website whoops yeah yeah by tweeting a link to a tournament and <laughs> it's funny you bring up the amazon s3 thing it reminded me of one of the most funny most inappropriate but i'm gonna tell this story anyway you have I'm to ready. Tell it. i'm ready i'm ready because it, it, there's no there's no cursing there's no cursing in it but it is it is going to get slightly PG thirteen everybody because honestly some of Danny's content on the web gets a little slightly PG thirteen at times <laughs> so five years ago five six like it's been a I'm getting old now it, it was a video I recorded uh, a long time ago and I misspoke slash confused words that I was supposed to say when I was talking about a pawn structure, when it faces one direction, it's a giant pawn chain. Okay. And there's a military term known as a phalanx. Uh, P-H-A-L-A-N-X, I think it is. A phalanx is like a wall of, like, spears, okay? And it's and it's a guard. It's like it's like a military formation or something. I mean, let me look it up. What is a phalanx? It's a... Um, yeah, P-H-A-L-A-N-X. Got a it. body of troops or police officers standing or moving in close direction. So before anybody says, yeah, right, Danny, that's not even a word, I actually have a decent vocabulary, and I knew what I was talking about. I'm like, this is like a large phalanx. Focus this direction. You want to you wanna build up your troops mm-hmm. behind this wall here of the pawn structure. Well, instead of saying the word phalanx, you can already know the I word I know. said. Mm-hmm. I said a giant, a giant phallus. 
pointing this direction. I did not know that I said a giant phallus or whatever. I finished the video and edited the video. I didn't notice. Uploaded uploaded the video and produced it. Yeah, didn't notice it. I was like it was like a twenty five minute video on oh like something. And we uploaded it and produced it. Later on, so a team member of mine actually watched the video and was like dying laugh it was Eric. It was Eric our CEO and he was and he was texting me like, Do you realize what you said in this video? And this is like my boss, right? Like the one person who could fire me. And um and I'm like, no, what? And so then he has Amy, his wife, listen to it, and she starts cracking up. And basically, everybody who listened to it was just dying because it kind of made sense in the setting of the chessboard in terms of how I drew the arrow behind the phalanx, except use the word <laughs> phallus. <laughs> and, and it just, but here's the funniest part about this story. This video is still available only to users who find it on the iOS app. <laughs> Because we use encoder, uh, encoding.com. I'm not sure if mm-hmm. you know that service. So encoding.com converts videos, like you convert them to like HTML5 yeah. for the web and, you know, all this. So we're now getting too technical, although those who know this stuff are like, yeah, that's not that technical, Danny. But basically the encoding service we use that encodes the videos, when we re-uploaded this video to the S3 server, did not does not replace that video because it was you, we re-uploaded it on our S3 side, which affects the mm-hmm. web browser, but it doesn't affect where the iOS version is stored after the encoding process. It would actually be the only way for us to get rid of it would be to delete the old one on iOS and re-upload a new one. Like there isn't a way to replace the file uh, in the same way in terms of how we like have our YouTube, videos listed. Yeah. So we basically decided. We basically decided to just leave it rather than lose all the views because of like the way the HTML5 YouTube mm-hmm. slash our iOS video library works. So this is actually an Easter egg challenge similar to Go Player One Ready or whatever player that one. is. Go Go Player Zero, Alpha Zero Player Six, whatever the. So this is a this is an Easter egg okay. challenge to the first person who can who can tweet at me or or send a comment here the 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 URL of this video. And uh, and tell and and find the version that's there on iOS. If you do it, you get a one-year oh diamond membership. That's a hundred dollar year hundred dollars a year value. Um, although ironically, the reason the thing that makes this Easter egg hunt so much like Ready Go Alpha Player Zero One is that the only way you could ever really find this video is by having a diamond membership because you would literally have to you would have to browse our video library to find it and it's about 15 20 minutes into this epic video but i kid you not this was a mouse slip that danny made or call it a freudian slip depending on what was on my brain it has been laughed at and cracked i i've watched it now with my wife with several co team members wives i know that sounds weird but everybody thought it was hilarious and uh, then we did try to replace it, but it, because it didn't get replaced in iOS, it's still there. And uh, and whoever can find it, wins. I, there you go. Yeah, the, I'm going to not only just tweet this to everybody, but I hope you tweet it to everyone. Because I think even if I was a Diamond member, I want another year of Diamond membership for free. And I also just want to see the video. That's I right. think that's the actual reward. The, the- the Easter the Easter egg hunt is on. No, this is a this is like chess.com folklore legend. This is an urban chess.com legend that Danny said this on a video. And uh, there you go. It, it's there. It. it exists. Oh my goodness. So that was that was a worthy story, right? It does a very worthy story. In fact, I want to go now I have an iOS test phone and I want to go download chess the chess app and then log in and actually get it. I might be the first one. 
Yeah. Well, you know, there's a, I have a lot of videos, but I don't have as many videos on chess.com as I was on pace to do. Cause for a while there, mm. I was like our main video guy producing 10 videos a month. So I have, I've probably got north of a hundred videos that are only available to premium members, maybe even 200 actually. I, I could do the math on how many premium, but then at a certain point, my career sort of pivoted into now we're like, I do a lot of management for our company behind the scenes, but when I ever do content, it's almost always our live shows, our, our yeah. events, our speeches, championship, because I just don't have... Because I don't want to do videos that are only for premium members if I can't prepare like a super high-quality educational thing. So we sort of have other guys do that, and then... Um, and then I do I do commentary. I do you know Alpha Zero videos during a big event for the YouTube audience and all that stuff. So anyway, so you don't have as many videos to search through the, as you think, but but you do have to find it. Yeah, it used to be the same way. I used to do a lot of like uh, I mean I do a lot of presentations, but which are really like you know different level. But I used to do a lot of webinars and web things, and I used to prepare for them and do all this stuff. And now I try not to. We have a whole Examiner University and like those like those. You know, teachers are just like way at another level of prep and, you know, level of how they have their cadence because they're they're almost making those videos as a, a deep learning tool for getting started, like a training series. And while I can yep. definitely do that, I'm just not it's not what I excel at or what I enjoy the most. And I enjoy like what you're saying, like these live stuff, podcasting, yeah. doing no, videos. I, really enjoy, I mean, like I'm, a, yeah. I'm a chess teacher first. Like I really, really enjoyed like. Like, I still get pinged. Like, when's my Pawn Structure 101 video series coming back? <laughs> Which I actually don't know if this comet is in the Pawn Structure 101 series, although that's a good place to start. I think... I'm going to give a clue to the Easter egg. I think it was in, like, the member game analysis or great games for amateurs. It was in some other series. I don't think it was... Even though it was focused on Pawn Structure, but I don't remember which video... I literally don't remember. Besides, I know we we actually just listened to it again like a year ago at a meetup. We were all laughing, so I know it's there. Um, but I really enjoy it. But I'm like you, yeah, because it's also a manner of time, right? Would I love to sit here and prepare for four hours of content and then record four hours of video? And it's so mm -hmm. high educational and pawn structure and really great tips oriented. Yes, but you know that's not maybe necessarily where the company needs my time or your time right now. And when it comes to actually explaining things in a live manner where you can engage and communicate and sort of, you know, connect with users, maybe it's actually better that you do it over like a live experience anyway. So that's kind of what yeah. we do right now, even though I really miss my days where I was, I was focused on pumping out videos that were only for our diamond members. I really do. Well, you can always, um, no, you can't go back. That's the thing is once, once you've gone, you can't go back. It's hard to go back. Maybe Charlie, we'll make exclusive Coffeehouse Blunder videos. Well produced. Me and you, we get together. We show you how to blunder all day and all night. Yeah. <laughs> well, what exactly is blundering? Because it's not the same as plundering. Don't confuse it that word not. the no. way I did. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. I need to know what is – I went on to chess.com today because I always like to stay up in my chess.com news. And That makes sense. Um, there seems to be two really big things – happening and i'm pretty sure the first one upcoming is the nakamura carlson bout to the death the chess 960 action happening in yep. norway and this was something that yep. they had already talked about correct coming off of um the other tournaments that had just happened right the speed chess championships correct like this is was the thing that was playing yeah, is new well what's funny this was something remember how i said i talk about things and then i can't announce yes. and then i was proud that i did hold back this was one of the things i was holding uh, back because we've been negotiating with 
um, with the the sponsors and the organizing committee of this event when it was first announced back in like end of October, November, it was sort of weirdly casual. And we've been dealing with them kind of behind the scenes trying to get the official coverage right. So the the official event, I mean, we we organize and, and we got, you know, we negotiate on the host. It's our team on site providing the whole broadcast production experience it is uh, it's it's being covered by nrk and tv too uh, all these norwegian tv everything magnus does is on real tv in norway that's how big yeah. the chess revolution in norway's been but the official english coverage for all those who want to see this basically the unofficial world chess championship match the first ever real chess 960 match between you know, I guess you could say arguably. To some, it might be unarguably the best two 960 players in the world. I think MVL and Aronian would both have something to say about that. But I, I think these are arguably two of the best for sure and top five. And and I think many people consider Nakamura to be the best. So in a lot of ways, this is sort of Carlson challenging Nakamura, who, by the way, has a plus record against Magnus and our own speed chess championship mm. in chess 960. So for those of you who don't know what it is, Fisher Random is where the, the pieces are randomly set up. So this is a... This is a big deal, and I don't want to overplay it, but it is a huge win for Chess.com to be a part of this. Yeah. And I was like on pins and needles waiting for us to say that we have all the right. We have the rights. It'll be a Twitch TV. It'll be Chess.com TV. And so very exciting. Yeah, and Yasser and Anna are on site providing the coverage for Chess.com, correct? Yep. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. And they're kind now, of our, it, our crew, and we, we negotiated for them to be the ones there. So. And this is a big deal because if people don't know, like, because, you know, sometimes when we talk about chess, like, what I don't realize sometimes is some sort of the scale of 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 where chess is at, right? And this 16-game right. match has a total prize of nearly 200000 U.S. dollars. Like, that's a lot of money. And if you were just to, if I would have come out and said 1.5 million Norwegian kroner, you would have been like, whoa, that's a lot of money. Um, but still, that is a substantial amount of money. And what's interesting here is, yeah, 60% goes to the winner, 40% to the loser of the match. So, like, everyone comes out really happy. That's a lot of money for, like, literally a 16-game yep. match. Like, that is crazy impressive. For just a week of chess. And it's like rapid chess, yeah. too. It's not even that hard. <laughs> No, it's, it's awesome. not even whatever. So, Carl. It's not even that hard. Yeah. I mean, geez, what are these guys doing? Get you, get your bleep together, you bleeper. Yeah. So, and what's this? Um, now one thing that was interesting is I, I saw your pretty face on Chess.com. I love when I go to Chess.com, and I just see this Dan Danny Wrench just staring up at me, just gazing those those. Yeah. Those those pretty what are those brown eyes in there? I don't know what are those brown eyes. I don't know. Brown they're brown. They're just brown. staring back. They're deep and deep dark. dark. They're, just, they're just they're just staring back and be like, hey, how you doing? You want to grab a coffee later? Yeah. Um, what's yeah. it? Hey, Motsi. <laughs> what is this? What is you guys are throwing away money or just going out money out there for this crazy house championship? Is this something that anyone can do? It's, it, can I do this? Anybody can try to qualify. Crazy house is a variant of chess where. Uh, every time you capture a piece, you get to have that piece on your team to place on the board on your next oh, turn. Man. And it's a lot of fun. And Yasser Sarawan is one of the world's leading experts on Crazy House. So I'm I'm really going to be taking the, the color commentary guy role in that and kind of describing things for basic beginners. And that's what I do best anyway and sort of keeping the show entertaining and, and, and up-tempo. But Yaz is is literally one of the best Crazy House players ever. Like, he beats Aronian, he beats the best players in the world. He's he's a beast at Crazy House. So, um, 
So that's what we're really looking forward to. And no, chess.com is not throwing away money. Obviously, we have a big partnership with Twitch. Not sure if you heard about it. MBD, that's French for NBD, in case you don't speak Italian. And, uh, you know, so we, we're doing a lot. Yes, we are putting a lot into chess and trying to increase opportunities for people to really be awesome and make cool money and all that stuff. But this is something we did. Um, it's really going to be an annual thing. And so this is... Um, this is a lot of fun, and for those who are Crazy House fans, it's kind of like a got a cult following online. But for those of who are into it, they are they worship Crazy House, like they want it to be the new chess, which is really cool if you think about it. Imagine playing chess, except when you capture a knight, you now have that knight, and imagine it just changes colors in your hand, and you get to place that knight. So a lot of people really like. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm gonna go play some games. I think <laughs> just enjoy it and actually give it a try because yeah, just, just to try, try it, it sounds fun. So. Yeah, I'm really. Those are the two things I was like, oh, we got to talk about it because I remember I was like, he teased something, and I was pretty sure that it was the, the Nakamura Carlson. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, so. it was. All right. And I've been I've been uh, really excited to kind of onboard Yasser this year as a regular face of some of our events, and so he did the 960 championship with me, and I, I knew that we were. You know, we had already like secured that he would be the commentator if chess.com got the gig and and then this thing. So Yaz, for those who have been following classical chess commentary for years, know that he's pretty much a living legend and his voice is like silk, Danny. It's smooth. And the idea here, yeah, in nineteen seventy two, Danny was the first time I had played this position. He's just great. He's I'm great. excited he's to listen to you two side by so. side. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. All right, buddy. Anything else you wanted that you needed to bring well, up or get off your chest? I don't chest? know. Thanks for doing yeah. this with me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, maybe I wasn't in the best podcast shape today, fans, everybody. I've had a stressful day, and I – and uh, that's all. I just – you know, maybe – I th- it was a fun podcast. I just – I just I like being authentic here. I don't like not just wearing it out. I got to tell people, like, hey, Danny's had an emotional roller coaster today. It's been stressful. And I don't like it when my website yeah. fails. Yeah. Danny That's plays all. no games. So. You know, he keeps it straight. I like it. Um, well, I, I wish I could give you a big hug. Um, I know. Big, virtual hug, buddy. I do. I kind of need a virtual, virtual hug. hug so little, virtual snugs. Um, well, go have fun. Take a take. T- take the evening off. Just go ahead. Just take the take the rest of the day off. Um, go get yourself a coffee. Yeah. Um, exp- expense it to the. Yeah. So the coffee house blunders fun, and you will be good to go. Because <laughs> we're rolling, we're rolling in the cash, we're rolling in this. Yeah. All right. Um, um, well, yeah. thanks, thanks, buddy. Same to you. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm excited that Solo disappointed you a little bit, but I, uh, you know, I appreciate that the receipt lady at Walmart didn't try to keep you there forever. <laughs> yeah. So otherwise, you and I wouldn't be here now, and people wouldn't be able to find you all over the internet. Tell them where they can do it. That's right. You know, you can find me everywhere on the interwebs. Um, at James Montemagno is the best place to find me. Um, I also have another podcast called Merge Conflict. You can go to mergeconflict.fm. That's very techy, very geeky, very fun. Um, yeah, that's the best place to get me. I also have a YouTube channel. If you're also into this stuff, it's a literally my name. We're all about our own names. We talked about this before because... I'm just at James Montemagno everywhere, and you're just at Daniel Wrench everywhere. Is there yep. not one place that you're not recently, Daniel Wrench? by the way, no. It, in fact, that's I, I thought the podcast was ending, but that's a great story for another time. <laughs> I'll just say that there, 
I was I was encouraged not to use my real name as all of my monikers, mm. especially on Twitch. They they try to tell people who are partners like not to do that. But yeah, but I was like, no, it's cool. Don't worry about it. All the people that are trying to kill me already know where I live, and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, when I signed up for Twitch, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to use James Montemagno because that's where it's at everywhere. And that only works if everything else that you've ever used is your alias. So if it was Mott's everywhere, yep. that's fine. But literally my Twitter, my website is montamagno.com. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it has to be. It has to yep. be. So. Yep. No choice. All right, buddy. Well, until another time, um, follow us on the internet. Follow the podcast, blunders.fm. Tell a friend. And I, was, I gave this pro tip to all of our uh, listeners of our other podcasts. The best way to... Um, to share the podcast is to grab your friend or partner's phone, go into their podcast application and just subscribe to the podcast for them. They wake <laughs> up and boom. It's you're like you're the being the Santa Claus or, you know, the Mother Teresa of 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 the greatest podcast ever. Exactly. And that's, all friends want you to do that. Yes. Everybody wants you to download our podcast onto their phone. You don't even need to ask them. Nope. We've already talked to them. They want you to do it. Just do it. It's like when you know you when someone leaves their computer unlocked, they get rickrolled. Well, guess what? Now they got coffee house blunders. <laughs> Boom. Make it happen. <laughs> they just got blunder rolled. <laughs> all right, buddy. I'll talk to you it. next week. I love you. See ya. All right. Love you too.